Hello, 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 and welcome to the Imaginary Movie Podcast. My name's Sam, and here we are today. We're watching a movie. We don't know which movie we're watching yet. Uh, I'm joined by my my um, almost perfect co-host, David. I'm eating a biscuit. Well done. Well done. Well done for you. Um, we're going to spin the wheel, as it were, uh, on 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 <laughs> three movies. Roulette, baby. <laughs> <laughs> three movies. One man dies tonight. I've I've already drank one um one beer. I've also got lots of whiskey just to my right, so I'm I'm, I'm feeling good. We're gonna go with either, and you'll know this because you'll see the title. So I don't know, I'm not sure why we're doing this. This is a a slightly um, just to be clear, we'll be we'll be doing a commentary, um, uh, which again we just decided to do exactly four minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, but we're gonna go for it. So. We're going to do National Treasure, we're going to do Star Wars Episode 1, or we're going to do A Bug's Life, which is not Ants, to be very clear, because that's a... I reserve the right to talk about Ants almost exclusively. <laughs> How is this movie like Ants? So I'm going to spin the wheel, I'm going to press the button, if I can figure out wheelofnames.com. Um, how do I spin the wheel? Uh, spin, 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 spin. Spin. Okay, here we go. Right, you ready? Three, two, one. Spin the wheel. It's spinning. It's spinning. This is great. This is great, great television. Spin the wheel. (laughs) Or or radio, which may be closer to the case. Oh, it's it's National Treasure. We have a winner. Wonderful. Um, Just just to be clear, uh, just a bit of inside podcast here. We've done this before. Um, in our in our ever rotating, um, ever increasingly quick rotation of having the same conversations over and over and over again, um, without any knowledge that we have had them over and over again. We've um, one of the first episodes we did. Um, well, when we first conceived doing a podcast, we sat and we and we recorded a commentary on National Treasure. Um, I say recorded a commentary. I'm not sure we ever made it, made a, made an episode of it, and it was certainly before we were publishing stuff. Um, but um, so in theory, we're prepared for this, Sam. We've done the homework. We went to school for this. We did. This was one of our. This was like our test thing um, to see if we could, if we were any good at this. Um, we weren't, but we persisted, and here we are, seventy episodes in, or whatever it is. So uh, we have paused our stream um, really eloquently on six seconds in. We can see the Walt Disney Pictures logo. And we're going to three, two, one, unpause. Wow, that works so well. It works so well, doesn't it? Well done, Disney Plus. This is great. This is a great feature. I'm so excited for them to put their prices up exorbitantly. We've seen Netflix has put the prices up. Have they really? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't actually had an email from them, so I assume it hasn't taken effect yet. But yeah, it's going, in that second time in a year, it'll have gone up. See, I don't mind paying. I don't mind increasing for um, Disney Plus because I feel like the the amount we use it is just obscene. And then they're adding that adult uh, star. Is it stars? I think or star or something that they're adding. Porn? What? No, it's like like American <laughs> Dad and all yes, the Fox yes. stuff. Basically, and, yeah. and and adult movies that they've got the rights to, which is yeah, not adult movies. Careful with your words, Sam. <laughs> Careful with your words, Sam. So a prologue uh, to the start to start this movie. 
young Fucking, Cage. We talked about this last time, and um, and I'm sure we've said that we're going to be eating and drinking and swearing, and, and we do a lot of that on the normal on the main podcast anyway. Um, yeah. But just the, the audio quality isn't going to be as good here. Uh, this is the most blowjobby Founding Fathers film I've ever seen. <laughs> it's I'll tell it's you like, what, like Christopher Plummer's mustache is doing a fantastic job in this scene. He's <laughs> carrying this scene, isn't he? <laughs> it's that. glorious. You look know, at it. You know, is that important, a piece? Do you reckon, or is that real? I think it's important. Is the mustache has to be there, but everything else needs to be perfectly clean shaven. You know, if you've got a mustache with stubble. And you just look like Daniel Plainview in exactly. There Will Be Blood. You look like a maniac. <laughs> because that's a, a maniac thing to do, Sam. Yeah. Um, either either do full cut or or don't. Yeah. So you say this is like this is like proper American law, isn't it? It's um, it's kind of like American Arthurian legend, and I yes. genuinely mean that. Like it's yes. a real. This is how we look on look back on like medieval things, you know, from a millennia ago. Do you know what I mean? Like it's the been... Viking invasions and stuff is held in the same sort of like regard, mm-hmm. the founding of England. And I guess it's like country found, founding of a country. I guess that, you know, that is important. And it's um, because like as well, they don't have the the history that we do. You know what I mean? They, they, their history is basically 400 years and that's it. And that doesn't include obviously kind of Native American history. But in terms of popular American history, this is this is all they've got. National treasure and the sequel. Can can you imagine us having this 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 level of rhetoric for like Disraeli? <laughs> <laughs> hey, our Lord and Savior Arthur Wellesley, uh, first uh, yeah, exactly. Like you know, the early the early days of you think, what the hell? No one would care. This is just. But I think it's a bias, Sam. I think it's like a. It's a way that maybe we find our own, you know, looking back at, you know, um, like King Alfred and, you know, even um, William the Conqueror and and even, you know, Henry VIII, I've just named three big sort of like, you know, looming in the education system things in the mm-hmm. UK. Like we look back on that and it's somehow more acceptable in our minds because it's so much longer ago. Whereas mm-hmm. the Amer- with Americans, because we aren't Americans, we look at it and we go, oh, silly Americans, that was only 300 years ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Oh, sorry, less, 250 years ago. It's a very young country, isn't it? And you, I think no no better reminder than, than the start of 2021 <laughs> demonstrates how young that country is. How, like, as much as, as, much as Britain is a total shit show, I don't think we're ever going to see people like trying to storm the Houses of Parliament. Do you know what well, I mean? because we already have. Like, yeah, I know it sounds exactly. silly, but we've like, as a country, as a political system, we've already been through like the Magna Carta and constitutional crises, and you know the the separation of state. War. We've had all of this it was hundreds a lot, of years it was a lot ago. Longer. Yeah. Uh, whereas America is dealing with like you know a system which. You know, for, I don't want to make loads of comments on that. That hasn't really. They are dealing with a two hundred and fifty-year-old political system that hasn't massively moved with the times. Well, I saw a quote saying, "This is is this the next American Civil War?" And it's like, no, the the, the first one never ended. You know, <laughs> America is still working its way through. I think the stains of slavery and all of these all of these like latent injustices, and that's kind of where. 
you know, a lot of this stuff comes from, doesn't it? Yeah. In- including the counter reaction, like people carrying fucking Confederate flags through the US Capitol building, which is just crazy. Oh my god. Look at um oh what's his face in that wig. <laughs> um John Voigt. The great massive, John Voigt. Yeah, but massive Republican. Big Trump Oh yeah, guy. no, absolutely man. Rich people suck. Um big Trump guy. Have you seen pictures of John Voigt in the nineties? You should. You should listen to go and Is John Voigt a beefcake in the nineties, man. Not beefcake, no, he just got a beard. There's oh. a picture if you go to his, his Wikipedia page and go to the one, two, third image down on the left. Him with a beard in nineteen ninety three. He looks he looks distinguished. Famed estranged father of Angelina Jolie, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Which is a weird thing. There's mm. another strange Hollywood actor. Benjamin Franklin Gates. Benjamin it's <laughs> Genuinely, like we talk, we do, yeah. a, we do our, our like a bordering bit a lot, don't we? Like a, like a, what's the stupidest fucking thing we can think of? Oh, Benjamin Franklin Gates. <laughs> yeah, so done. Put it in the script. Uh, if I so my 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 wife's pregnant, and uh, I think if I have another boy, I'm going to call him Robert Peel Jordan. Like I'm going to I'm going to go back to the depths of the. And then he will be stoned to death on the streets of Glasgow. Prime, Prime Minister, just I'm going to name him after <laughs> a, 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 a Disraeli. First Disraeli. name. Disraeli Jordan. That's Benjamin Disraeli Jordan. Mm. As I so said, here we are. We're, we're, we're fast forwarded to <laughs> that's, middle that, that's quite a long like opening little prologue because we talked over the entire of it about the state of American politics and we got through we, we, a lot, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's did. only John Voigt in like a token wig to de-age him by 30 years that really, really made a difference. <laughs> Same, same wrinkled face. And <laughs> it's like, look. No effort. Slap some moisturiser on, on him. And what's, what's the cheapest the... wig we've got? That one. We've got John Voigt for 20 minutes. What do we do? And the answer is put a wig on him. Yeah. Um, so we kind of meet all of our characters like quite early on then, really. The only character we haven't yet met um, is... Uh, fuck, we always do this. Can we start learning women's names? Um, it's the doctor. Who? The woman. Diane Kruger, I think. Diane is Kruger. The, yeah, the, the actor. Abigail Chase. Yeah. Abigail Chase. Abigail Chase. I think we also, the, the the other one who I think is like, what's this guy's role? Is, uh, uh, is it just, yeah, Justin Bartha, who plays Riley Paul, the guy sitting in the back? He's perfectly, perfectly fine. Like, um, you know, I think he's all right in this role. He he's the Sean William Scott of this movie, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like, dude, where's my car? Is what this guy's is what this guy's kind going for. of. He's more like he's more of a nerdy version. But I do get what you mean. There is like a certain Sean William Scottishness about him, mm-hmm. but he's like the nerdy version, despite being you know quite an attractive man and everything. But of course, you can't cast an ugly person in a Hollywood film, Sam. I mean, we just saw John Voight in a wig. Well, I'm not sure that really. Ah, uh, he's old. It's different. You can cast oh, old right, people fair, in your fair, films, fair, fair, but yeah. you can't cast a man in his twenties who isn't gorgeous. Yeah, even if he is playing a despicable nerd. Continuous beeping says uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> I think part of the subtitles are great. I think part of the reason I love this film is it's like. Can I just stop you for a minute? Listen to the music as he is 
digging through snow. I'm watching this silently with subtitles. Right, so if you are, I've got it on just ever so slightly. It is, it is like, oh look at this, the Boston. It's like, the, it's like it's the Pirates of the Caribbean music. It really is the Pirates. It's that same like intensity and level of, like Jesus Christ. Well, for me, this kind of draws a line. Like it's not as good as Indiana Jones, and it's different, but. It captures that same kind of like magic. Like with this, they found this ship and you have that moment. I think that's a really good choice to have that moment six minutes into your movie. We have mm. like a, oh my God, we've discovered this thing that no one's ever found before. Oh my God. And the lore and the story of it is like, you know, where Sean Connery is saying, Alexandretta? You know, like it's really it's, that kind of like feel, wonder. isn't it? It's yeah. the intangible feel. And I'm not sure we get movies like that anymore. Like, I can't, I'm trying to think of a movie like Indiana Jones. You know, like like a very old-fashioned type of adventure movie. And uh, this is probably the nearest thing that we get. Everything else is, is much more genre-based, whereas I think some of Indiana Jones just kind of sits above all that as like a grand adventure type thing, you know. Well, it's an archaeology film. And, like, there aren't that many archaeology films. And, no. you know, there are even fewer of them that are actively trying to be funny and light like this is and like Indiana Jones is you know and that's what I love about Indiana Indiana Jones by the way a movie like predominantly about Nazis yeah (laughs) like props to them I do have questions about like you know even in freezing temperatures how well preserved is stuff like this like that guy there you mean yeah I've been watching a lot of Bones and um, obviously that's scientific uh Caliber there, where they, you see a lot of corpses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, dead, see, cool guys don't react to dead bodies at all. If you're if you're not cool, then you might. Get it's in his contract, man. Nicholas Cage and Sean Bean in this. They're like, right, we're both badasses. You know, who would win in a fight? Well, it doesn't matter, and we should never find out. <laughs> what film was it that uh, there was that new Fast and Furious film where um, was it the Rock and uh, Jason Statham? And there was a big like dick measuring thing between the two of them, where like they were they'd both had got it in, written into their contract that the two characters like um, one of them could never beat the other one in a fight; it would always have to end in a draw to like not affect their precious male egos. It's just amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's probably isn't like it? the egos. It's probably just marketing. It's probably just branding. You know, they want to keep their brand. I don't know. Jason Statham's eighty-seven years old at this point, isn't he? Probably. What are they looking for? I, I, I'm not sure what they're looking for here. I can't remember. So this is where kind of like, if you, this film is great if you just switch your brain off and like watch it. It's like sugar, it's fantastic. But the minute you start to think about anything that's happening, like there's some more egregious stuff later on. But we saw that first scene where um, Christopher Plummer is telling baby um, Nick Cage that, uh, and I will refuse to use character names, Nick Cage about the clue. The family clue is um, it, the secret lies with Charlotte. Is the clue they get, right. and then we're given to believe that between that and this scene here is Ben Gates, Benjamin Franklin Gates, finding the Charlotte, which is a ship. In the ship, they find this pipe, and that gives them the next clue. Does make you wonder what his family of conspiracy nuts have been doing for two hundred years. Um, yeah, it doesn't because they had be... that one clue that stems directly from revolutionary times. Uh, yeah, doesn't it? Doesn't seem like there'd be that harder code. Yeah, to crack. 
and then Sean Bean's like a poker buddy of 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 Gates, who's like a, you know, oh, I'll help you find some treasure, treasure, treasure. <laughs> I can see Russell Crowe in this role actually. See, see, um, Sean Bean's pissed that the, the the treasure isn't on the actual ship, as opposed to look, he's he's not happy. So even uh, though the like the 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 intrinsic value of even just the artifacts they've got are you know probably more than enough to satisfy you know all yeah. but the bondiest villains oh look at this though this is cool look at that with the with the blood yeah. um, it's do you know how they do moment. that do you know how they do the blood they've got a pipe on the other side of the blade that they pump blood into and then the, yeah. the blade is dull and they so you drag it and they just pump blood it's quite clever oh yeah it's like a, that's an effect as old as time is that yeah it's a good one so they 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 they've got another clue, and here we get to see how clever. Um, Sean, also, uh, you're in the Arctic. Your fingers have your frostbite. Like, mm. no, I'm gonna be the. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the Villa Ross role here, and I'm gonna be like really pedantic. But uh, you know, I've worn a bigger coat to school than they're wearing in this scene. Yeah. He's quite good, isn't he? It's, um, Nicholas Cage at like just this type of thing, this type of like monologue vamping that he's doing now. Well, you mentioned The Rock. He's very. He, I, he, I think these two roles are very similar in terms of like he's kind of like a mad genius in both of those movies. Stanley but he's also Goodspeed. Nick Cage. Stanley Goodspeed. He's also Nicholas Cage, and therefore like you don't really buy it on either in either movie. But it's fine because he's just got the energy and lucky. Like, I think he's quite good at. Delivering lines in a very believable manner. Like I know that sounds quite like straightforward and easy for an actor, but he delivers this nonsense with 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 an authority behind it. Yeah, he's kind of. You really believe he believes what he's saying? (laughs) Yes. Even if what he's saying is absolute (laughs) nonsense. Yeah. Um, the pace of this movie is phenomenal. I will say, um, like you know, you know, it's a real cookie cutter movie, isn't it? In terms of like, you know, we have the setup, we have the we need characters. a chase scene, a fight scene, or an archaeological discovery every eleven minutes, or our audience yeah. is turning this off. Yeah, exactly, and that is what I think. Probably, because it's a Bruckheimer movie, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, Jerry Bruckheimer is knows what he's doing. Um, compared to many other producers, and I think he's also just able to really like get those, just get that film feeling right, you know, as opposed to um, some movies that just have all the ingredients but just never really click. And mm. I think he's really good at finding the the way to make them click. Can this movie drink? By the way, how old is this movie? Two thousand and two. Yeah, four. Oh, 2004, so not quite. Oh, yeah. We can, oh, yeah. so cheers. What have we got to drink, Dave? <laughs> Tell us your... Uh, I have got... Um, <laughs> continuing in uh, on my persona as the cheapest man alive. Um, so it's a narrow narrow com- com- competition between you you and me. Uh, I was in Booth's the other day, uh, which is a very... That sounds pretty fancy. It's a very provincial Lancashire-based supermarket that has a branch in Ripon. Um, all of those were... If anyone is not from the UK, just... It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's a shop. 
So many things to Google. Uh, I have got, and they, were, they had like a sale after Christmas of like loads of whiskeys. They'd stop. They were gonna, you know, they were like Christmas lines, and they stopped doing them. Um, so I am drinking an Airston um, single malt whiskey, uh, which is ten years old, which is quite pleasant. Uh, it's only forty nice. percent, mm. so it's quite it's quite easy, uh, and it's uh, made in air, obviously. That's from good. Name. About forty minutes away from me, and it was only twenty quid. I'm going to pause you there because we. Oh, that's sad. Now I'm interested. <laughs> Twenty pounds for a single malt. Well, it's down from thirty-five. I was like, oh, bargain! And I got a Harry's discount off that. Fabulous. I have got. Let's just talk about. We'll come back to me, but this is the point where um, Sean Bean's. He, we see his real. His real side, don't we? I fucking love Sean Bean, by the way. He is good, isn't he? It's a shame he's such a dickhead in real life but in movies I think he's always don't you dare don't you dare throw aspersions at the patron saint of my county isn't he he, didn't he beat his wife and stuff though allegedly yeah that's enough allegedly he hit his wife once I'm I wow I'm defending a wife beater yeah alright let's let's move on I would like to retract all of those previous (laughs) statements and uh, I do not support wife beaters that's that's Uh, a single malt talking I do, I do love Sean Bean as an actor, though. He is good, though, isn't he? Um, just generally, I think he's, you know, he's had, he's had a kind of like a weird career where, if you look at him now, and not even in this, which was nearly, you know, sixteen years ago, if you look at him now and then compare it to like, you know, Sean Bean in his early twenties when he was like, consistently voted the sexiest man, <laughs> you know, in the country, was year he? after year. And like you know, when he was when he was playing sharp, he was like, "Oh, look at this sexy young man, this sexy young Yorkshireman." It's like, "Wow, we have departed from that time." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is a melted candle, isn't he, of a man? Um, this this seems stupid, doesn't it? Yes, this seems stupid. This seems like a a silly thing for Sean Bean to be doing. You know, why not just steal it and then disappear and leave him there? This whole standoff, this whole like old the rule, bad this guy. Is, this is movie magic, though, Sam, isn't it? Where like in real life, if and this is what I guess some of the better, you know, more realistic movies manage. In real life, you don't point a gun at somebody. You've either no. already shot them or you don't want to shoot them. Exactly, exactly. You just it's it's just a real like silliness, isn't it? Um, so Sean Bean is. has nothing to gain in this situation by not killing them. No. And so it's also opening a flare on a ancient ship that has gunpowder all over it. That gunpowder pa- would have been spoiled by now, surely, wouldn't it? Yeah, no way if you get any moisture into it, um, it's like a... 200 years. The, it's the chemical um, formulation of gunpowders, like it's salt, peter, and various other bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And if you get water into it, it's ruined. It won't, you know, you can't dry it out. And then use it. You either have to like render it back down to its composite ingredients, and you know, do you know what I mean? It's not a leaving it for several hundreds of years sort of deal. No, definitely not. Cool scene though. You know, you see again in terms of like the structure and of the story, you you understand you understand the antagonism straight away this, you know, this you know scene is, or, but we are we are what like what 20 minutes into this and it's already set up the entire plot yeah and we've already had a massive explosion <laughs> was Michael Bay involved in this <laughs> oh I just woke up alright let's, let's carry on with this movie 
pretty good one as well. It looks like they did blow up at least part of the ship. Well, they blow up something made of wood, um, <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. North Face product placement. Ding, drink. <laughs> what are you drinking, Sam? Um, I'm drinking. I have the last of a um, Glenfiddich twelve-year single malt. Fancy. Which is very, very nice. And I got that for my birthday, so that's lasted not bad to October. I've also got then um, the last bit of a bottle of Jura, ten year. So that leaves me with only one um, bottle of whiskey left in my house, which um, is very a Bowmore, which is very distressing. I always like to have two, you know, just in case. <laughs> just, uh, I have three whiskies, two brandies. And a gin that I can, or four whiskies that I can see from where I'm sat. I don't think I've had brandy in maybe ten years. Ooh, I, I like a nice brandy. Um, it's very good. Well, bit, we're, we're in another ten years when we can meet up in the same house, so we should. You need to crack open your brandy collection. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Here we go. Look, this is the US US capital. Washington, Washington. Look at that phallic memorial. Mm. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Like, we're again we're watching this. By the way, the what riots. is Nicolas Cage wearing? <laughs> He's wearing his contractually obligated outfits. No, he just showed a up massive... to set and they were like, that's kind of a suit. Um, what, are you going to some kind of like vampire theme party this afternoon? <laughs> oh, is this not a vampire movie? Oh, I do apologise. The big, The big open neck. Really and by the way, we are trousers. about to meet um, the only woman in this film with lines. Oh no, sorry, the only woman in this film with a character name. Is that um, so? That's Abigail Dang, Chase. Yeah, Abigail Chase. Apparently, she did her own stunts. I can believe it. This is one of her first first acting roles. I think she'd been a model. Um, is she German? Is that what we decided? Or not we decided, but we we discovered by <laughs> diligent research. <laughs> Yeah, we we told her where she's from, and she's from Germany. Hyde Kruger was... Uh, Do you know what Nicholas Cage looks like, sorry? He looks like he's in the Mafia. Yeah, he does a bit. Look at that receding hairline and that big collared shirt. It's, you know what it is, the collared shirt, and it's all it's just that little peak. It's that little peak of chest hair. That's what, he, that's what he's... That's what his allure is. Look at... Look at Sean William Scott over there with his suit, though. <laughs> he's a nerd. That's his suit. That you know, he his uh, his dad's suit. He's borrowed. Mm-hmm. So, look at the big tie. The big tie is the two thousands like mm. siren. We know short ties were in vogue uh, when we were at school. The short it was tie, the better. Thin. It was always a thin tie. That was the was the tie that I had. So they're, they're talking about that someone's trying to steal the Declaration of Independence, right? And they want the original. They don't want to copy or any of that. They want the original steel because it's got some kind of cipher. It's part of the, part of the cipher. The, the yeah, they basically, like Sean Bean and Nick Cage discussed on the ship before it blew up that, that there's, there's another clue on the back of the map of the Declaration of Independence. They don't know what it is, but they know that it's on the back of the Declaration of Independence, yeah. which is obviously 
as far as the Americans are concerned, you know, uh, the Ten Commandments, it's, you know, it's a very... Well, I was going to say, you mentioned Magna Carta. I was going to say, it's kind of like the Magna Carta, but actually the Magna Carta... If anyone cared. Yeah, if the Magna Carta is not really that significant, is it? No, no one cares. Like, Like, if someone stole the Magna Carta, Sam, it would be news because somebody had broken into uh, the Tower of London. But other than that, it wouldn't be like, my God, my Magna Carta. You know, it's... Do you remember that? Except those, um, those idiots, the lockdown idiots, who are like um, citing the Magna Carta as reasons that they they don't need to follow lockdown. Yes, uh, Uh, not really. That was a bunch of rich white folk signing things to do with other rich white folk. Not really concerned with anyone else, us peasants. Yeah, Yeah. Um, this is quite a long scene actually when we meet Abigail. Uh, seemingly because we've been talking over it again um, and they're explaining to her basically the quite mad story about um, you know what's the word like uh, appropriating um, treasures I suppose because it's quite illegal mm-hmm. to like if you discover something you know an artifact or anything like that you're supposed to ring the authorities and you can go to pr- someone in the UK quite recently um, two people went to prison for uh, trying to steal uh, like a hoard of of gold and silver coins that they dug up, yeah, um, and it's, like that's a it's big less international stealing, thing. Isn't it? It's the, it's like how are you gonna, how are you gonna, like fence it? You know what I mean? Like it's like trying to get, it's trying to sell it. That's the issue. Yeah, it's just trying to. See, you're not gonna make any money if you have the actual Declaration of Independence. You're not gonna make any money just trying to sell that on the, on the black market because no. The only people who care are people who aren't going to buy it illegally. The US government is the only people who are really interested in paying what the Declaration of Independence is worth, you know? Yeah, so I guess it's the... Oh, look at this. Their duty to throw off such government. I mean, this is the problem with the Constitution, isn't it? Is that you can basically define the, the, the literal insurrection that we saw in America... Can be defined correctly through through this, you know. It's like it's so broad brush. Yeah, it's it's weird, but um, maybe framing your country through a document that's two hundred fifty years old isn't a good idea. <sighs> no, I hadn't noticed on previous watches. There's a lot of Nick Cage like narrowing his eyes and just like speaking into the distance mm-hmm. in this movie, isn't there? Like a lot of shots of him just like doing a speech. But at nobody, he's not talking to anyone. I guess he's he's doing his Nick Cage thing. He does it in um, many of the movies that he's in. That's true. You know, he is a certain kind of actor. Can we get this penis memorial out of these shots? <laughs> Are you offended by it? Are you okay? No, I could just do with less of it. There's already a lot of like flag waving mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, um, let's go back to Diane Kruger. This is not someone who I think I really like. know much that she's been in. She doesn't seem to be a really prolific act- actress. Uh, although maybe maybe a lot of it's kind of... Because she's German, isn't she? And she probably speaks a range of languages. Um, I think she's done more international stuff, perhaps. Yeah, um, so she's she's done a lot of French stuff, actually. I'm just looking now. And maybe that's why we don't know her so well. And also, I think it's like a money thing, maybe. She did this, hoping that it would make her like an A-list star, and it 
didn't for whatever reason, you know, um, she's not become a household name. Mm-hmm. And then she saw, well, actually, you know, um, Nicolas Cage is a fucking lunatic, but I'll come back for the sequel because of the dump truck of money. Um, yeah. Maybe she's not like, do you know what I mean? She's had a successful enough career up to this point that she's maybe not She was like, in Troy. She money. played she played Helen in Troy. I um, can see that. And then we're looking at kind of lots of various smaller or French projects. She was in the sequel for this movie, and then in Glorious Bastards, actually, that's that's. Oh like yes, that. actually, yeah, she yeah. was. That's a good movie. Um, I know, obviously, mm. you have your. Uh, I have watched that one, and, and yeah, I kind of, I kind of like it for what it could be and what it necessarily is. But there are perform- there are performances to like in that movie by pretty much the whole cast. Um, Probably another German so, actor whose name is. Yeah, the the, the the main Nazi. Yeah, yeah. Who I believe isn't German and is Austrian, but uh, don't don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> Preservation room. This Does is, it this seem is short-sighted to have this conversation loudly in a government building? In a library, yeah. Hey guys, should we steal this? No, it's okay. Don't worry. Also, this is like this isn't is America like? like scene, oh, isn't someone's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Well, have them followed. Here we go. This is it. The whiteboard scene. I like these. Like we're going to break into something, and then we're going to show you what's happening as we describe how we're going to do it, but not yet do it. Best example being Ocean's Eleven, probably where they yeah they kind of combine that with the actual attempt. Has he unbuttoned his shirt more? <laughs> of course he has. It's Nicholas Cage. Um, but yeah, I do like I do like the whiteboard scene. I do like the this is what will happen and 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 the sort of flashback forwards. Okay, I think in Ocean's Eleven it differs in that like you're being told how they're going to do it as they're doing it, mm-hmm. um, and this is kind of this. But we the actual heist it takes place at a much slower pace. Again, you can't hear the music for this, but it is. And look at these, look at these like jump, the, the, these camera movements and stuff. And what really, you're missing really... though, what you're missing is a British guy doing. Oh, no, sorry, an American guy doing a really questionable British accent. Um, Basha, Basha, me old mucker. That's probably one of the worst movie accents. <laughs> Maybe Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins is is up there. Like that's another really poor. I had, I had a really bad one the other day. Oh, we watched um, we watched the fighter, didn't we? And there's a lot of like Boston accents in that, and most yeah. of them are pretty good. But there's a couple that are like, oh boy difficult you know what i love in, I, love, I love in films i love these fake um operating systems yeah look at this we didn't want to pay we didn't want to pay microsoft yeah because occasionally and you see it more now i think you, you see like people using an iphone and they must have had either paid for consideration or got some deal where it's like as long as we show um, just on that note, uh, my my little sister watches a lot of like um, Disney shows, and they have they don't look like iPhones, but all the phones and laptops have a pair on them, <laughs> which obviously, funny. like for whatever reason, isn't enough to like trigger a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what I like in movies now is the um, the way they bring up the the text message on the screen. Yes, because you used cool. to get like. They superimpose it on the phone. 
Yeah, like shots of the phone, and now it just pops up on the screen, like in in the ether, which I think is very cool. What do you think of Nick Cage's um, Photoshop skills there, Sam? Yeah, it's amazing. Would they pass muster? Again, I wonder if you could really use a you know how high resolution image of someone's badge from fifty feet away. You'd need. I guess it's two thousand and four, I suppose, and that that's the. It's kind of the same thing with Ocean's Eleven, where like you watch it and you think the technology that they're sort of you know abusing in this, they wouldn't really get away with today. And there's a lot of like MacGuffins and things that they do that you're like, well, actually, you know, we now know enough about this technology to know that that's not how it works. And the suspension of disbelief, isn't it? Everyone, everyone has an iPhone now, so they know. The one that always gets me is when someone puts, they're on the phone, they put their ear up to the phone and the screen doesn't go off. Yeah. And when you're on a phone call on a phone, obviously they've got a sensor in there that turns the screen off so you don't accidentally hang up with your cheek and all that type of stuff. This is clever, isn't it? To, to get her, at least she's trying to get her fingerprints. Uh, no. So basically there's like a, it's so that they can guess her password. Because they arrange for the button to be delivered to her just before the document goes down, which is what we're watching now. And she's the person in charge of that, so they know that the first thing she'll do is leave her office and go down and punch in her password and go in and have a look. Right. So there's, there's like the agent on her fingers, which will mark the keys that she presses on the on the keyboard. Oh, that's good. Which you see later on. It's quite clever, and like some of the... Some of the tricks here, like later on with the with the with the glass for the fingerprint, like it's pretty fun. It's pretty James Bondy, you know. Um, it's pretty clever, and like this film is really like a big mashup between you know James Bond and Indiana Jones and all sorts of stuff. But it's James Bond if James Bond was a crass American. No class. To, supposed to He's crass. not drinking or beating women at all. No, no, like a true Brit. <laughs> like a true Brit in the 60s when we well, the world. Watergate building. Cool. Yeah. Um, loving uh, John Bean's hair here. I was Very about to say, intense. doesn't he look amazing? He look he looks like one of the uh, one of the one of the terrorists in uh, um, Die Hard movies. The one who gets um, strung up. Yeah, ho ho ho, on it, written on his. You know yeah. that man has a really tragic story. Does he really? I'm going to vampire you. Um, no, no, I can tell you. I can tell you. Um, oh, he was a, uh, and again, um, this is all based off memory. I'm fairly sure it's the same guy. Uh, <laughs> he's a Russian guy, and um, he, uh, what's the word? He came over from the Soviet Union. He defected. He was an he was a, an acrobat mm. of some kind or a ballet dancer, and they were in the US. Him and his like troop for something, and he just wouldn't board the plane. Like he or he, you know, he escaped from the plane, uh, came to the US, um, and then he was in all of these films in like minor roles. Um, Alexander uh, Godunov. I googled. Um, Die Hard. Is it the same guy? guy? Die Hard, long hair guy. Alexander Godunov. Yeah, Is it the same guy? Because he was also in um, Money Pit. It was, it's, yeah. it's the same guy, yeah. Yeah, money. and he has a really tragic story because he got like into drugs and then he ended up dying of an overdose, I think, not yeah, long after he came to the US. Um, yeah, which is probably why we see him in like a really small 
Um, he would still be around, films. wouldn't he? Doing like the 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 Expendables. Yeah, I think he would Those be because he was movies. like obviously a classically trained like um, acrobat slash ballet like guy. Yeah, so I think good, he was good quite acting skills, good physique. Yeah, yeah, good physique. Um, you know, quite versatile and and. Well, let's have let's have a drink to him, <laughs> Alexander Goodenough. Oh, you're drinking, you say, Don? <laughs> oh, look at these! Look at these! Just once, I would really love to go to one of these fancy balls and embarrass myself because <laughs> I get really because I'm really a commoner. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things like you'd go there and everyone would just be talking about all the Manhattan penthouses. <laughs> <laughs> look, look! Look at the acting. Look at the look at the Nicolas Cage pretending to act, acting like he's 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 trying to be bad here, isn't he? I'm I'm sure because he's trying to deceive this woman. We will never answer the question on whether Nicolas Cage is a good or a bad actor. Um, I think he's both. Um, I think he is like the space between both ends of the spectrum. Um, it's but a continuum, like, isn't it? Is that what you're saying? It's a continuum, like, and, and Nicholas Cage is at the beginning and the end. He is, he is. <laughs> um, Nicholas Cage is the space-time continuum. He's Q. That's what. That's what we're saying. He is Q because he can, and the man can act. There is an undeniable talent, and and he's obviously got some range. I'm not going to say, you know, he's. I mean, this is funny, isn't it? This is really funny, and he's got—it's a funny performance. Look it's at his facial expressions. Yeah. What they knew was right. Look at that. That's great. I really like that. And but you great. see him. You see him drop. Look at him. Look at him go. The whole thing. <laughs> you see him drop the false acting when he starts talking about that, though, and like again, that's an actual like really good performance from Cage because yeah. he's acting and I know again like with, with their films everyone's acting but there's acting and there's acting you know it is quite um, this chain here this is like the what do you call it the the, the in the rock the furnace you yeah know, the yeah furnace. Well, the coincidence that they're both robbing this place on the same night like surely the time for um, Sean Bean to rob it would be when there isn't a gala going on. But what do I know? Yeah, surely four in the morning you know, when there's no one around. Sorry, not Nick Cage. Sean Bean. Um, Nick Cage should obviously try and rob it while the gala's on because that's how he's going to get in and get all the things that he needs. Um, this is clever. I like this this bit with the with the white, with the champagne glass. It's all it's all very well constructed, isn't it? We're we you know we're talking over this. We we're kind of not really paying too that much attention and yet you kind of know what's going on all of it's pretty well it's a really easy film to watch it's all nonsense and if you accept that look at that thumb condom oh, here it, here if it you is. accept that here it is it's the thumb condom <laughs> use protection kids so he's taking he's taking the fingerprint from the glass and putting it on his own finger I really hope that guard's all right. Yeah, that that guy's probably had a heart attack. He probably had an underlying condition, and now he's dead. <laughs> At least it wasn't the police here, did it? The guy's in hell. 
Just a note, I'm fairly certain that the image of a thumbprint that we saw scanned there was the same one for both the guard and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> like it was the same image. Go back and check it, check, check for his <laughs> listeners, please. There we go. Put put the thumb condom away, that's good. In your pocket. Maybe maybe that maybe that's real Nick Cage's real condom. <laughs> He's a thumb penis. I mean I just I wonder where I can buy one of those. You know, just, just to just to try out, like not that I obviously <laughs> Maybe Just you, you've already you, you've already got a kid in the second one of the way, Sam. You don't want any more. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's emphatically true. <laughs> So here we go. Here's the most ludicrous bit of the entire film. They know what keys she's pressed. Right? And Nicolas Cage figures it out from... Because they're fry, both... A very golf. Fargo Levy. He says Valley. It's really like... it's You know what it is? It's that... Our, our protagonist is a super genius. And he's going to show us how much of a super genius he this is. This isn't even the worst super genius bit. The worst super genius bit is in a few minutes, which I'll point out. Uh, but first, we've got to get through all the Stockholm Syndrome stuff. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much this movie takes place before they Can kidnap somebody. Your brain. Sigh, sigh, sigh. There he is. So it's kind of cool, isn't it? It's kind of cool. Like the 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 concept of this movie is pretty. It's pretty cool. Stealing the Declaration of Independence. As much as we take piss out of it, it's a cool idea for a film. That and an original, an original idea as well. You know, compared to like most of the the things that have come from. Needs more yeah. talk on that uh, drill, though. <laughs> oh no, it's all gone dead. That is a um, that we just saw is like a personal DVD player for a car. Yeah, do you remember those? No, because we poor. didn't have one either. Because <laughs> that would have been really expensive. Whereas now you can buy them for literally twenty quid, or just stream it on your phone. This is a fun scene. I like this 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 next little bit. So this is like the funny thing of like Sean Bean doing the. Look at these zooms, good lord. Doing all this fancy shit to get in the building. And there he is. <laughs> it's a real Looney Tunes moment of, are you fucking joking? Number one, you're not dead. Number two, you're already here and you've stolen that See, thing. Yeah, right. So you're, his reaction is to just shoot the guy. I just, I'd be like, you know, I can't really get away from the ridiculousness of this moment. Ben, 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 Dagobah system. <laughs> Paul Brown, hmm. it's a good, um, look at his face, look at his fucking face. Nick Cage, <laughs> you're a mystery to me. He's an enigma. Wrapped in a riddle. The um, we we did the rock a few episodes ago. Um, go back to that. And 
I, I don't think I'd really like cemented in my mind whether or not I liked Nicolas Cage in actor. Not that he was a good actor, but that whether I liked him. And I've, I actually, I really, really do. And every everything I see him in, um, we did Lord of War as well. I just want to watch more Nick Cage. And I, you know, it's just so, he's like so magnetic and like kind of irresistible as much as you might think, oh, this guy's shit. And he kind of is in some ways, but there's he's a certain X got... factor about him, and like exactly, and I and I do respect how Nicolas Cage, like, I don't want to cast any aspersions. Nicolas Cage is not your classic, like, dashing, handsome, good-looking man. Do you know what I mean? In a good way, like he mm-hmm. looks like a real human being a lot of the time. Yeah, you know, like in this movie, he's got you know that classic Nick Cage like receding hairline. Um, you know, he's not in super great shape he's not an action star he's just a, a dude and then that sounds silly because obviously he's incredibly wealthy and comes from an incredibly wealthy famous family but um it's it's somewhat refreshing to see yeah yeah something maybe don't see as much of you know nowadays especially with the marvel of it all one of my favorite stories um <laughs> is i think Kathleen Turner in her uh, basically accused Nicolas Cage of stealing her dog right um, I think they were in what were they in what was the film I'm just going to look it up because I don't know off the top of my head uh, it was uh, Peggy Sue Got Married which is a Francis Ford Coppola movie from the mid 80s yeah and apparently Kathleen Turner, uh, Cage stole the Chihuahua and was arrested. I can see that. Yeah, but then um, she admitted that none of that happened. Quite a long time afterwards, and I think even Cage even um, won a libel suit against Turner, which is just the weirdest thing, the weirdest lie to make up that someone would steal your dog. Like it's bizarre. It's certainly weird. We are talking over one of the stupidest set pieces of the entire movie. Right, go on then. Yeah, this whole thing. So she she's got the fake one. And they think she's got the real one, so they kidnap her. Right, so movie ends here because when Nick Cage says, Alright, we'll fuck her then and drives off. Yes. And it's, suddenly, it's, they've got footage of these other people stealing it and murdering this woman. Yeah, you think, well, there we go. Scott free, we did it. We got away with it. Because the, 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 the CCTV out the front is going to be completely clear as to what's happened here. But Cage is like, say, I might one day have sex with that woman. Yeah. Better go and get her. Look at this. So she definitely has the fake one, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. So who cares, man? Look at these police. Like again, yeah. Because it's, it's fucking. A look movie. at this mad British guy. You are going to just give him whatever the hell he wants. She's German. What did she give a shit about the fucking Declaration of Independence? I remember that bit from the map on GTA Four. Look at the stuff bouncing around. 
Um, it's one of the one of those things like shooter. Why haven't you already shot her? <laughs> You're yeah, these hard boiled like mercenaries. Why haven't you like shot this woman dead? Yeah, I guess it's a Disney movie, but at the same time, you really do wonder with all these people. Here we go. Here's Nick Cage. He's going to save the day. Tell you what, though, vans. A chase with vans is not outrunning any cops. I drive a van. Not happening. No, but these cops don't even know who they are. They're a good trope, isn't it? Like useless cops. Yeah. Just completely rubbish at everything. It's like a cartoon character. Thank you. Close the doors. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a woman hanging off them. <laughs> God damn it, you're so British, Sean Bean. You don't need to apologise to the people you're trying to kill. And you don't say thank you, sorry, to the people you're trying to kill. It's ridiculous. Well, you don't, Sam. That's why you're not a That's definitely downtown LA, isn't it? Yeah. Of course it is. Is it supposed to be Philadelphia? $35. Bloody hell. In 2004 2004 as well. Mm-hmm. Christ. Plus tax. Plus tax. Yeah, that's America's annoying in America. System. That's really annoying, isn't it? You, you pick it up thinking, oh, what a deal. And then you get end up having to pay $30 more just to... Just to have it. Oh, no, she didn't lose it. There we go. Again. No, we didn't lose it. Let's drop you off. We'll go home. Yeah. You can go Thanks home. Thanks very much. They if you tell it. anyone about Remember us, that. we will come back and kill you. Not even that. that. Like, oh no, they got it, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh yeah, they didn't have it, so let's ignore them and we can get them later. Let's go after these other guys. And then yeah. suddenly you're not on the hook for stealing this, you know, incredibly valuable document. $35 plus tax. Um, who's this film directed by John Turtelab is it I think Dave are you going to talk while I look yeah, at the director talk <laughs> it's kind of a weird John? scene where um, it's not like look at this like, oh the cops are here in the FBI and <laughs> oh shit here we go Sam. here we go an announcement to the crowd and it's the guy, it's that guy from the Direct, direct Line adverts. Isn't it? Poor Harvey Cartel. He seems, his career seems to have like just stopped, doesn't it? Do you think that's by choice? Do you think he's just happy now? Just I must doing assume adverts, so, because he's like still a name. You know? Insurance companies. It could be like um, Al Pacino. Have you seen that new Al Pacino thing on Amazon? That no. I see adverts for 10 times a day, that stupid Nazi hunter film, the TV show that looks like the worst thing ever. Al Pacino doing TV yeah you do think like I just retire man you know oh no you'll only be remembered for some of the most memorable and great films ever made it's it's my it's my um, maybe because I'm not like a super driven millionaire but if I if I do one movie and I earn a million dollars you know or ten million or whatever you know the the amount of money these people are drawing in I'm just going to buy a fucking island I'm just going to sit on an island and do nothing all the time you know like these these horrible driven people it's just what the fuck who who cares mm. 
The same with anything, so, though. Like, like you said, yeah. if I earned a million, million dollars, I'd be like, well, <laughs> bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I John um, John Turtletail, the director of this film, also directed uh, Cool Runnings, which is a pretty fun movie. Uh, yep. While You Were Sleeping, which is one of my wife's favourite films, um, which is quite a funny one. I don't think. It's basically a guy is um, unconscious, uh, Bill Pullman's unconscious in a hospital, Sandra Bullock falls in love with him, even though he's never, he hasn't woken up. <laughs> very, very strange consent. Fucking Bill movie. Pullman, I, I'm out here single and he's, he's getting women in a coma. Unbelievable. He's, he's not even trying. But I think the direction of this movie is pretty good, isn't it? I like. I think. I think it's why it works so well. Some of the some of the the camera stuff, I think, is really interesting. We sometimes talk about, um, you know, like a film with a decent plot that somehow doesn't work, and I guess I think this is the opposite. This is a film with a really ropey plot that's executed perfectly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's directed really well. It's shot pretty well. Um. You know, I think that I think that it's written like inside of the the caveat of like how stupid the plot is. Um, mm-hmm. I think the actual writing of the conversations is pretty good. Like it's pretty punchy. Like you told everything you need to be told without, you know, without loads of exposition. Like this movie moves. Well, we are what we're fifty four minutes in. We've got another hour and twenty left, approximately. And we've we are like fully established as to what's going on. Do you know what I mean? They've they've got the they've got the whole thing. They've got the the setup of the of the steel done. They've got the decoration there. <laughs> they've kidnapped a woman, please. They've kidnapped a woman who they should immediately kill and bury upon in the woods. Like, let's be honest here. <laughs> Disney kids movie, just uh, just just a oh, caveat I know, there. I know, I know. But it's just it's a weird thing. I guess these guys aren't the bad guys, are they? So they're not necessarily be doing that. But come on, come on. I think the worst thing this movie does is the debasement of John Voight that we're about to get to. <laughs> <laughs> like at least you know every other character in this movie is pretty cool. Like Sean Bean's a pretty cool character. What a crap um, attempt at running away that was. Diane Kruger. Oh, you—you you know, I'm surprised there isn't a running like a girl joke in this. Just you know, everyone's doing a pretty good job and has a pretty fun time, except Jean Voigt, who is just like shit upon time and time again. What's your favourite Jean Voigt movie? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I would have to consult um, some kind of list. Um, I like um, Enemy of the State. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight. Will Smith. Have, I, have you seen that? Um, I don't think so. Or maybe it might be something oh, I've seen on TV. Dude, that's a heck of a movie. Will Smith being chased around America by Jack Black. Ooh. Oh wait, have I seen that? No, I'm thinking of um, I'm thinking of a film where Bruce Willis is a sniper. Right, that's your podcast homework is to go away and watch that movie because I may. I may have to pick that one. So here we go. Sean Bean is trying to decipher this, but he's not doing a great job, is he? And they're all so stupid. <laughs> I love his henchmen. They're all incredibly stupid. Yeah, look at the look at the fucking ham faces they've got. 
Why is this word capitalized? I tell you what, John Voight has done some real shite. He was in two of these National Treasure movies. He was in one of those um, Tomb Raider movies, I think the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, he plays the dad. Um, he was in Zoolander. Uh, he was in Most Wanted. Interesting. Most Wanted's okay, I think. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like uh, not so amazing stuff in his filmography. This is quite a long scene, actually, that we've been, again, not paying attention to in the van. Maybe too long. But I suppose they need it's, to establish why... I, I guess why they kind of need... Yeah, exactly. need to establish to why Abigail fight. isn't running away or calling the police as second she gets a chance. Yeah, because she's... And actually, as her character, she's pretty driven, isn't she? She's kind of like doing it for a very... You, you understand why she's doing it, even if you think it's a bit silly. It's clear that she's... <clears throat> very invested in this whole thing and doesn't want to let what she perceives as these bunch of idiots try and recover something so important, you know. Mm. Well, initially, yeah, she's 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 defending this Declaration of Independence. And Junior. then, like, all... Junior. It is Alexandretta. It was Alexandretta, of course. You need to work on that accent, Dave. I know, I know. Just say uh, Junior. So good. Junior. Yeah, Junior. I don't know, there's something about we the, need the dog Um But eventually she kind of like, in all great movies like this that are capers, she's in for the caper, like more than anything else. Like she's in for the treasure hunt. She, she wants to see it through as opposed to yeah. having any... Well, know. like Marion in, um, in Raiders and uh, the, the, the German... Elsa. Elsa, yeah, like... Obviously, she's double agent, but you kind of get like, oh yeah, she's curious, she's into it as well. Yeah. Of course. It would be fun. This is this is where John Voigt like just immediately calls the police. These idiots trying to chase the Declaration of Independence. Idiots. Um, what else have we got to talk about then, Dave? Um, why has John Voigt got a whole pizza he hasn't eaten? <laughs> who just le who who's leaving a pizza? You know, like. I just don't know. Like maybe I'm just a fat like slob, which I am definitely. Um, if I order a pizza with with the intention of eating like ninety two percent of said pizza, at least yeah, all of it. Maybe maybe leave one piece for the morning. You know, maybe if I've ordered like chips as well, I might eat the chips, all of the pizza, and leave two pieces for breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, sometimes when you're a fat slob you just want to eat the whole pizza because you know what's great pizza but John Voigt is obviously ordering a pizza to eat one piece like some kind of fucking maniac I'm worried <laughs> like about some, America like some kind of healthy man who wants to live past his 60s <laughs> well he's already past <laughs> his 60s Sam 
It's probably a bigger concern when you're John Voight's age. Mm-hmm. And this is crazy. Like, oh, this Dexter scene where they've... <laughs> she must be thinking, are they going to murder me on this, like, plastic sheeting? <laughs> is that what's happening? No, she's invested and she's, she can she can feel the cage attraction. Look at John Voight peeking in. He's curious. He wants to know. He's cleaning up his pizza. He had a plate. A plate for pizza, Sam. What is happening to America? Throw it in the oven. So he doesn't know that it's the Declaration of Independence, does he? No. Which is kind of fun. This is kind of fun scene. He's just like, well, I'll leave you to it. Look, he's throwing the pizza away. He doesn't, he doesn't even mess it. Animal. Rich people, Sam. So this is where this woman who has been... Her life's work is to become the head archiv- archivist of... And not, not she doesn't try and stop him with lemons. She says... I'll do it. <laughs> Let's add this acid to this 250-year-old document of incredible I, national importance. I'll be the one to do it. I'll be the one to do it. Do you think it. that's maybe why they went with Diane Kruger? Perhaps thinking that like an American actor perhaps wouldn't have been able to sell actually doing this? No, I... I, I, I don't know. I'm just, just a thought. There's a detachment, isn't there? There's a detachment... Here we go. Look, they, they, look at that. Look at that acting. Staring or something. Now this I dislike. This effect here. Oh, but Sam, I think look how romantic it is. Like, how does this happen? Their eyes meet across a 250-year-old piece of paper. And Justin Barth is just there awkwardly. Watching his two friends make out. Mm-hmm. Here we go, you ready? Look at this. So sexy. Breathe on it together. <laughs> this is what Sam's into, by the way. It's weird. But, but, it comes but, up a lot. but this this just makes no sense. Why would it show up like that? It doesn't you know things that's not how f- things work. Lemons. Also so apparently, isn't that dress like is... horribly uncomfortable? Would she not be like, Do you just have like a shirt I can wear? <laughs> Yeah. No, she needs to have her. Notice all the leaning forward here, which is, I think, entirely intentional. So apparently there is um, there is something written on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Is it the answer to whether Nicholas Cage is a good actor? <laughs> yeah. The answer is maybe. Um, it reads, actually, Original Declaration of Independence dated 4th of July, 1776. It appears at the bottom of the document upside down. So no one knows who wrote it. Um, it's presumably a cataloging thing. Yeah. It so it's rolled up for storage. It is known that it was rolled up for storage. So it's likely it was added just as a label. You know, I mean, if, even if it's fifty years later, it's obviously not. Oh, could it be any time really. Like during the, especially I suppose during the Civil War, uh, it was yeah. almost well, definitely exactly. like in a vault mm-hmm. somewhere. So he doesn't know yet that it's the. Declaration of Independence, is he? I'm sure there's a great scene where they tell him. Is 
doesn't have the letters. It's all these these movies need like to be road movies as well, don't they? You need to keep moving. Like you can't stay in one location because right. Don't touch it. Oh, here we go. This is great. I love this. <laughs> oh, Dad! I wish you hadn't done that. Shoots him twice in the head. <laughs> and he quite understandably understands. Do you know what I mean? He's he's like, oh, we're all going to prison. I'm going to prison just for knowing about it. We're all yeah. going to Guantanamo Bay. No one will ever hear or see from us. I again. need to get a alibi quickly. <laughs> I need to call my lawyer. We never met. I don't know who you are. Get out of my house. You pulled me into all this. <laughs> So um, they they abandoned John Voigt to be shot by the FBI. They pin it all on him. He's Harvey Keitel. I like his tie. It's a nice tie with the den- with the denim t-shirt. Who's um, Harvey Keitel? Yeah, the, the the denim shirt and the tie. I think it's a good look. If you're like a high up in the FBI, FBI, you will answer wear a denim shirt to work. No, but that's what it's saying. It's saying that he's a he's a maverick. He's a Freemason, man. Yeah, look at his look signet ring on his finger. <sighs> Dodgy. We find out later. Um, the Freemasons are like the most exciting, but in reality, boring organization. Like, there's no. It's basically just an excuse for a bunch of guys to come drink together. Like, there isn't really much beyond that. Yet, there is such like popular lore Steve about Gutenberg, yeah. We do. <laughs> Uh, it's so cool. It's like uh, Who as, as always, night. exactly as always. Uh, refer to the Simpsons for understanding of any any complex secret society. Mm-hmm. So now we're in Philadelphia. I wonder how many helicopter shots are on this movie. I'm going to say a lot. It's probably like a significant part of the budget. You know, like they might be cracking on forty, it being worth just buying the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This. Um, this is a funny scene. Clearly written for to scare kids. Because you've got pretty much the only kid in the movie and he's the one who gets... I'm not sure if it's to scare kids. I think it's more just like... Oh, he's a kid. Yeah, he's to make stakes. You know, and to he's also telling this... Well, to me, it's Justin Bartha who's six years older than this kid. Um, but he's like, he's telling Justin Bartha off, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like, fuck you, pay me, Justin Bartha. Mm, here we go, more cryptography. It does quite a good job, a good job of explaining all the cryptography, doesn't it? It doesn't like obfuscate it too much. It's not again, like it's one of those things that that makes loads of sense unless you fucking think about it at all. Yeah, like think about the logistics of this. So these are letters that Ben Franklin wrote to a newspaper when he was a kid. Um. You know, decades before the Wars of Independence, you know, and the Declaration of Independence being written. So he's written all these letters. At the time when the Declaration of Independence is made, they put this cipher on the back because they're all Freemasons. Then they design this complex series of clues retroactively from there? Question mark. It's like the perfect thing of like, this is not how 
reality works is it you know everything is so much more random and if there are any conspiracies then they're just not really going to be as like you're not going to be able to like use a magnifying glass and a hundred dollar note to figure it out even even sean being here like looking at this kid going hmm that doesn't you know that just seems like a bit of a stretch but I suppose this movie has to like move things along, and there's a there's a fine line between convoluted plot things and yeah, uh, like they don't dwell on it long enough for it to not do you know do you know what I mean for it to be a problem, yeah. like from a like, filmmaking point of view, like the bus the bus there being um, having a little bit of bell on it. Well, two shots in Philadelphia, Sam. I can kind of like no, no. I'm so I'm saying it's good. I'm saying it's good. Like it's one of those chance things that actually ends up being. A really good way of like moving it all on. Um, this is a bit racy for Disney movie, isn't it? Look at this. This is. Oh yeah, man. There's a naked woman over there. Look, she's naked. She's naked. But Nick Cage has got socks on. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, that was some nearly side boob. I don't know if you can hear the werewolves outside, um, audience. I can't try, try yeah. and ignore that. <laughs> uh, next door, I have two spaniels, and um, they don't walk them nearly enough, so they're always assholes. That was very loud. I was wondering. I thought that was coming from my house. Nope. And then I realised I don't live in uh, Bumfuck nowhere. Hand of the Baskervilles. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I do like this jacket. Cage I've been to Baskerville Manor, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. It's in Hay on Y, or near Hay on Y. So they're um, they're falling for each other, aren't they? This is the point. When this twenty-five-year-old woman oh, look, look the toes are killed. That's a sign of sexual toes attraction. Are, yeah. Oh, she's she into falls it. for this forty-eight-year-old oh. beefcake. <laughs> Yes, this hundred and seven year old man, and she's twenty. His hair. Look at this. Look at the gaps in his hair. You can see fucking light through it. <laughs> Nicholas Cage has been bald for such a long time, and he's I just. Know. And he, but do you know what? Again, he just owns it. Like he doesn't wear a wig, unless this is a wig, in which case it's yeah. a really questionable wig. <laughs> it's so good that he, it doesn't look good. It's there. the ultimate double bluff, Sam. He's wearing a wig, but it's such a bad wig that. Um, you won't, you won't, you won't fool us, Cage. By the way, um, just just low key from the wardrobe point of view, they've done a really good job of making this uh, off the rack clothes uh, fit these two characters so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at that! Look at that jumper. That feel that would be over here. Right, so look at his jumper there. That would be oh, if he zipped that up. That would be over his mouth. Also, this woman's like, I've worked in retail. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, sir, I can't open the till again. <laughs> yeah. I don't have I a I have password. to get the manager to do that. And he's telling her. Hmm. I'm not going anywhere. Sexy. Oh, Nick. This is the most stupidest film scene in the entire movie. Yeah, probably. look at this. He's um, look at him using a bottle as a magnifying glass. That's just silly. Mm. 
So think about that, right? Somebody in the US government working for the the federal mint would have had to design the the, the note and made sure that it had the correct time in it so they could figure out the clue. Yeah. And then that person would have had to like make sure that that is remains on there. That you know, notes get redesigned all the time, especially the back of them. Like, so what's what's got just the whole thing just seems very complicated. Well, this could only work in two thousand and four, Sam, because when the U.S. government falls next year, this year in a couple of weeks, um, you know, it won't be possible to unravel all of these clues anymore. No, the latest one is that um, Trump is on the day before Biden's inauguration. Trump's going to invade China. And then, and then declared, uh, declare world martial law. <laughs> world martial law. Yeah, I know, this is the latest. That's some sort on. of thing, Sam, where, um, follow me here, where the, gov- the US government will, would feel that it could send military forces to do whatever they want, wherever they want, because don't they already Apparent- do that, and haven't they been doing that for 60 years? Yeah, apparently they're, they're going to use kinetic um, bombs from satellites in space, which are basically a massive piece of metal with no explosives. Yeah, but they just they send them so fast that they cause like an asteroid. Huge... Yeah, I'm familiar with the the concept. Yeah. Look how ill-fitting that jacket and jumper combination is. No, no, but it's ill-fitting, Sam, because it's been designed to stay open. Like if you were wearing that jacket, it would you wouldn't be able to see all of the clothes. You wouldn't be able to see your chest. Yeah. Or it's obviously been tailored so that with all this running around, it stays open that exact same amount. It's an interesting ward- silly, wardrobe it? design. It is quite interesting in movies. If you're me, I, mm-hmm. I realise most people aren't interested, but you know, quite a lot of thought goes into, especially like dressing your principal stars. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, but it's one of those things that I think you don't really notice because you're kind of not supposed to. You know, you're not supposed. It's to one notice. of those things where, where you know, you only notice it if it's not done properly. Like and yes. that's kind of its thing. It's a bit like set design as well. You know, you only notice you only notice if it's bad. If it's good, it, it's not. It's not designed to draw focus. As much. The, the other, the other thing as well is like um, the position of a character on the screen on 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 the in the shot. So like, if your character is standing on the left in a room, good filmmaking is to always have him on the left, and then if you've got another character who's standing on the right, you have her on the right hand of the screen. There's all these things that are like very, very basic and it sounds obvious, but it's if if occasionally you watch a movie where they get it wrong and it's it's so confusing because you don't, your brain is like, I can't understand what's going on here. I can't figure this out. Yeah. This is, this is cool, isn't it? I like, I like, I like this part of the film where there's the... It's bad mortar. Although, yeah, look how easy he puts that in there. I mean, I guess it's 250 years old. Still, um, that's some really loose mortar. Um, oh, there's nothing there. It's rubbish. I mean, that's quite like a nice little fake. Aha. And here comes Alex Trevelyan. Those, do, you remember, do you remember those three D glasses you used to get for? Um, used to get me a cereal and all sorts. Oh yeah, they were three D was three D is the thing that won't die. I reckon in ten, maybe fifteen years, three D is going to make another resurgence. Have you seen a movie in three D? 
Uh, I have, yeah, I've seen a couple. They, it makes me quite um, ill. It, makes, it gives me really bad headaches. Really? Um, yeah, I've not I found it too I've... bad. I watched, um, I watched Force Awakens in 3D because obviously I saw that seven times in the cinema. Um, well, you may as well have done I am, one in 3D. I'm not exaggerating, by the way. Um, Dave, they, you, you've got a podcast. They, they, they believed you the first time. <laughs> uh, and that was in 3D. And that was that was all right, actually. But like, especially some early 3D films. I remember going to see, um, because I'm obviously a grown man, I remember going to see uh, How to Train Your Dragon, the original, the first film. Wow. Uh, I remember going That's to quite see good that. Film, actually. That in 3D with, with Ross, uh, our co-host. And um, oh, it's a really funny moment where Ross acted like an ape. And uh, there was like advert, there were adverts for the Six Nations before the film. And like um, there's feathers coming towards you or something. And like Ross has his hand up like... <laughs> God. Swatting at them. What an idiot. We hadn't seen a 3D film before. That was like when they were really like... Yeah, but you, you know, know how put- physics work, don't you? I do. I'm not sure about yeah. Ross. Um, so explain this bit to me. Explain this bit. So he's got these glasses made by Benjamin Franklin, 3D glasses. Yeah, but they've got the little things, you know, so they're not just like... So what is it they're saying? Cause the blue or the red. So they're looking at the back of the Declaration of Independence and they've looked at the clue through the, through the glasses and it says, here at the wall with two E's. Now, because Nick Cage is a genius, he knows exactly what that means. What that means. You nearly said Nick Clegg then, didn't you? Because Nick, not something I'd readily admit. Uh, yeah, because Nick Clegg, <laughs> the leader is a of the Liberal Democrats in 2010, he's, he's <laughs> really into this. Yeah, he's he's really really he's really into the founding fathers. Um, wow, that's a different movie, isn't it? We should do this. Start casting um, ex UK prime ministers in lead Hollywood leading roles. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, so yeah, so uh, because Nick Cage is a genius, he knows what that clue means, and it, it leads into a church, I think. Um, anyway, uh, there's the whole MacGuffin, but then they notice these goons. They recognise, like Sean Bean, get some different goons. You know, it's not good gooning to have the same guys chasing after these people because they'll recognise no. them. No, I suppose I suppose traditionally a, a bad guy goes to goons at a higher rate. You know. Again, That's Disney movie, though. So. He's like on the phone to his agency. Like, Can you send me some new goons? But he's like, but the ones you've got aren't dead yet. And he's like, I know, but it's a Disney movie. They're, they're just, no one's shooting them. They have families, you know, like, we can't <laughs> kill them. That guy's putting his son through college. One of them does die, actually. The only person who dies in the movie. He falls down the. Oh, well, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad it was a goon then. I'm glad it was a goon. It's a goon. Why he didn't he run right then? Sean Bean's really upset with him. Why didn't you run right out of the way? Like I never understand running, just running away from someone. You need to hide from them. Yeah. I never evaded goons, to be fair. Um, well, we all believe that. Why would I have to I'm the most boring man in existence? Or I would be if I wasn't speaking to you. <laughs> <laughs> you really That's got offensive. me beat on that front. And accurate, I'll give you that as well. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, so now we have like another chase scene because it's been eleven minutes since we discovered an archaeological site. Or to be fair, I had nearly fallen asleep. So now this is clever. This is clever. She's clever. And oh, I like just... this as well because she knows to lie to this woman. She doesn't go, yes, "Oh, I'm, I'm I, this is the Declaration of Independence. I have like... to hide." 
He looks like a goon. This guy looks like an ex-husband who's going to be... Yeah, he looks like a wife beater. Yeah. But don't look. Just stay. You'd have a look. Shut up. Shut up. There we go. Nice. I do like her line. Like, unless you're a steak or mince, you need to get out from behind this counter. Yeah. Uh, It's like a funny little... That's quite a unique thing to say, isn't it? There's some bits of levity in this. It's one of those things to say, Sam, that no one in the real world would ever say. Um, but if you're in a movie, you'd be like, you're uh, to "Excuse say, me, I beg your pardon." No, what you say is, "Can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> can, can I help you with something?" Yeah, you can't be like, back here. That, maybe, maybe Americans are a little bit more, but we would certainly be like, "Oh, I'm very sorry. You're okay." <laughs> is, is there anything I can do for you as you try and steal me? Oh, me left hook from cage. But again, like, are you? What level of goons are these? They must be the very cheapest, um, because they can't shoot straight. They've got real stormtrooper aim. Well, the, the the guy then, after Nick Cage bashes the guy in the face with the U.S. Constitution, the the, the second guy had a clear shot because Nick Cage was running away from him. Directly he had time to put his thing back on his back. So he, they could have just popped him in the back of the head. That's it. The end of the movie. Look, look at this Again. guy. Just get your gun yeah. out. Shoot him. Man, you're a threatening-looking European goon. You need to shoot this guy. Shoot him. Shoot him in the face. <laughs> it's just the old dead baby Look, sound. look. I mean, that was about that was about eight feet. I could have made that shot. <laughs> he says with unfound confidence. Uh, I've been to a shot firing range. I've fired a gun before. Well then, there we go. I take it all back, Dave. Clearly, you're the most qualified you man in the world. Sam. <laughs> I'm a man of many skills I, and talents. I've only I've only and, shot an air rifle and boundless, unfounded confidence, mm-hmm. yeah, which I think that. is the key fact there. Really, I'm a real yeah. believer in Disney movies. He calls him Phil. My entire life is that he calls him if, Phil. If you really believe you can do something, you can do it. Yeah. Just like Nick Cage, he really believed he could disappear there, and so he disappeared. Get out of the way. You know what I'd love to do? I'd love to... Oh, God. I'd love to run through a crowd and say, get out of the way now! (laughs) Yes, it would be fun, wouldn't it? Police, move! Just a high-pressure situation. Everyone get down, get down! Just screaming, you know, it'd be fun. Oh my god, the US Constitution is in the middle of the road. And here he is with his loafers. Man can shitty tingering. Look at that hair. <laughs> Your Constitution? I shit him. <laughs> There we go. Bad guys have won. Wouldn't you shoot them all in the head just to be safe? (laughs) Yeah, these guys are going to roll off and tell the the feds where we are. The feds are fucking useless. Look at this guy's mullet, by the way. Well, but these cops, these cops are still at, where are they? They're they're still like a step behind. I think they're still in like, uh, 
No, because they're in Philadelphia because it was it said it was the Benjamin Franklin Library or whatever it was. I I thought they were staying in Langley or something. No. So they are in the same city at least, but they're these guys have been long gone and they've been to the the Liberty Bell stuff already, haven't they? Well, they've been. They were looking for the car. They found the car. Yeah, uh, and I think that's how they okay, get. Of course, it says, "I'll meet you at the car." Oh, he's taking off his denim shirt, Sam. Can I interest you in some car insurance? <laughs> it's a really bad net. Like you know, there's more than one person. Like fucking have some agents on the corner. Mm-hmm. Also, isn't she yeah. a missing person? Yeah, technically. Like, are was, they looking? She, are they or are they not looking for this woman's corpse? She was abducted in Washington, uh, like three days ago, and now she's been running around Philadelphia. I love the alternative cut where she has a husband and child who are like really worried about her. They're putting out videos. Please, please let <laughs> Diane come home. Whoever you are, we're, we're willing to pay. Just please return us. Return her to us. This is a good example of where, like, in real life, the, um... Go to prison for a very long time would be the only option available to them. <laughs> they are not going to help let this guy get the Declaration of Independence back. Nope. There is no door. It's just another one of those daft, like... This is marketed at 10-year-olds, not marketed at 10-year-olds. This is made for a 10-year-old, where, like, you're close enough to being a proper, fully formed adult that you understand everything that this movie has to show you, but you're not close enough to question it. Yes. And, like, and there's a real, real hard line for, like, a 15-year-old would be sat thinking, you know, might be sat thinking, this is stupid, this doesn't make sense. And, you know, a six-year-old would maybe not quite understand the complexity of what's happening. But a ten-year-old, they're going to they're gonna understand it and enjoy it, but not question it. Good guys, bad guys. That is the principal um, framework for children. Like, my son is just... If you say, well, can you be the bad guy? He's like, no, I'm not being the bad guy. You know, there's just an absolutely no way he has to be the good guy and, like... The you know antagonist protagonist is just completely built into his mindset. Oh yeah, of course, because it's like especially it's what your son's what for. It's like very black and white, and I suppose as he gets older, maybe like you, you can start showing him more complex um, sort of stuff, and maybe seeing it'd be an interesting case study for you to really like uh, damage your son emotionally for life. Yeah, for the benefit yeah. of our podcast. Well, well there's, there's a good example. He watches Ninjago, um, which is actually quite good for like a kids' TV show. Is that like a, is that is that like Lego adjacent? This, this, yeah, it's Lego. It's Lego ninjas basically. Um, and there's a TV show, and there's a character called Garmadon, which is the, the the bad guy. The Ninjago movie is actually quite fun, but anyway, and um, well, look, Concord. They the, the the Garmadon turns into eventually turns into a good guy, and that was like. It was quite interesting watching, but he, but he's a bad guy. Like yeah, but now he's a good guy. He's become a good guy. How? I, well, you know, because he did the right thing. He made he helped them, and, and he was a good guy now. And it's just how like 
difficult that was for him to grasp that Garbadon is now a good guy who's in it, you know, just hangs around with a with a gang. I guess in a couple of years he would understand that, like the redemption thing, perhaps. Yeah, um, yeah. But Which like you said, it's like... very difficult to cognitively like understand that when mm-hmm. you're when you're at that age. Mm-hmm. This movie doesn't give you any of that really, like you know, a bad guy's a no. bad guy. And now, and now they're using Nick Cage as a honey honey trap to try and find honey trap. Is that, isn't that no, that's not right? Is it? No, I don't think they're trying to get Sean Connery to um, Sean Connery, um, Sean Bean to come and have sex with him. Um, <laughs> although possibly, you know, I don't cast any aspersions. Um, Sean it's very, late. very attractive man. Yeah, I stand by that. I think this is exactly what they're trying to do. Sean um, Sean Bean and Nick Cage. That's uh, Dokes from Dexter. He's a good actor that you don't see. In many oh things. yeah. Um, you know, I, I loved the first. The first lot of Dexter was just great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The first, um, the first season especially is is phenomenally good, um, and I enjoyed bits of the rest of it, but until I didn't. I think there's a season with um, Tom Hanks' son. Yeah, as the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, that's that's, that's poor. like the real. Oh, it has not just dipped; it's drowned itself in the lake. Yeah, it's funny seeing the Intrepid, the um, the aircraft carrier, without the space shuttle on it. Yeah, it is weird. And Concorde as well. Do you know what's mildly disconcerting? By the way, all these people are really close together, and they can't deal with it. Oh man, I tell you. So if anyone's listening to this in you know the next five years, you'll know you'll go back and you think, oh yeah, that was weird. And I hope it's not the case anymore. But god damn, I watch everything now. I'm like, wow, those two people are just sat together. They just hugged. They just shook hands. Yep. You know, they're in a club and they're just kissing a random stranger. Like, everything <laughs> is fucking ruined. Yeah, I too look at stuff like that and go, yeah, God, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> the people. Oh, breathing the same Licking air. the sweat Ooh. off someone's head. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You go, oh, yeah, I'm right. That's, that's what I want. Just human contact, Sam. It's been a weird sort of year. Uh, uh, sidebar, um, obviously, while while we're talking, uh, Nick Cage is, is jumping, jumping into the, into the fucking escape, Hudson River. To escape... Uh, uh, the government and they oh, it works it works really really well I mean FBI needs to really step up their game uh, I saw on Amazon earlier a recommended thing I can't remember what it's called for me to watch and I read the blurb for it and it said um, in 2023 uh, the COVID virus has, um, has mutated and the world enters you know the fourth year of uh, you know the third year of like a um, you know, lockdown protocols and stuff like that, and I was like, "Why would anyone want to watch that now?" Is that is that a TV show they've made? Yes, I'll find I'll find the name of it later. We'll maybe put it in the in the show notes or Google um, now, Google now, because I want to know what this is called because that just sounds absolutely well, insane. You, you vamp while I do that. Then. So he's he's jumped in the Hudson River. Um, I would not do that for a thousand pounds. Actually, having seen the Hudson River, does not look like a thing that you'd want to jump into at all. And then rescued by this guy with one of those James Bond uh, torpedo things. I'm now moving on to uh, uh, the last of the Jura single malt Scotch whiskey, ten years, which is very nice, very nice. Did you bring your glasses? Two glasses of whiskey and a beer. It's quite risky for a Friday night. I think. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. It's. Um... But but I do have a scheduled sleep in tomorrow, which is, which is good. So I'm gonna take advantage of that. Usually I'm falling asleep by now, but I think watching a film, and re- recording a podcast is a good way to keep your energy high. Yes. Um, I can't find it, so I'm going to have to just go to the source and go to Amazon Prime Video so that it just shows me the recommend again. Songbird. Wow, that just sounds absolutely bleak. <laughs> I'll read you a thing. I'll read you a thing. It's like a little bit too real, isn't it? You know, maybe like a couple of years afterwards. We, like can we are enmeshed in the third like national lockdown in the UK, and I know the US has been similar like this year. And, and what I don't need is it says, oh, it's a film, actually, sorry. It's a 2020 science fiction thriller film. Um, oh, produced that's how, by Michael that's Bay. How, that's how there long you go. That should tell everything you need to know, Sam. Uh, Who? Michael Bay produced it. Of course. That's how long COVID's been around. Long enough for us to be... Have to, for, for us to have an entire feature film made about the pandemic. <laughs> do you want to hear the plot summary um, oh, we will get back to this film eventually I suppose but there's nothing interesting going on really it's, it's a bit a of a downtime now before we get to the final it's a series of like um, you know MacGuffins and double crosses and triple crosses uh, the plot is by 2024 the COVID-19 virus has mutated into COVID-23 and the world is in its fourth pandemic year in the United States people are required to take temperature checks on their cell phones while those infected with COVID-23 are taken from their homes against their will and forced into quarantine camps, just like the Japanese during the war in America, um, also known as Q-zones or concentration camps. Wow. Okay, a little bit on the nose uh, as a note. I'm going to um, say it's a little bit on the nose. In these camps, the infected are left to die or forcibly get better. Wow. Nico Price, motorbike... This is a long plot summary. Motorbike courier with immunity... Uh, Due to the fact that he was infected with the virus, blah 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 blah. There we go. Happy with it's... that. We just missed um, Nicholas Cage's Cheerio in a British accent. Sean Bean's hair in this is glorious. I'd love that hairline. I'd love just not to have curly hair. That's my problem. Yeah, you do have like white man afro going on quite a lot of the time. I've I'm I'm I've had to say to Nicole that she needs to cut my hair tomorrow because it's just. Mine's not as bad as it was last year when I cut it myself. Also, when I cut it myself, like I didn't do an incredible <gasps> job. Oh John look, Voight. it's John Voigt. He's back for more brutal punishment. Pretty sure he gets pissed on in the next scene. Genuinely, of I do the feel entire like Nick cast. Cage is going to be quite happy just to sacrifice his dad, <laughs> considering everything that's gone on here. You know, it's the one relationship that doesn't really get any play. Like we see John Voight three times. We see him in the flashback. We see him at his house, and and that, he's in it now, and that's yeah, it. So we don't get any any time on that relationship whatsoever. There's no real, there's no real concern for him, is there? Fucking churches! Look at how much money churches have. Look at this. Look at the amount of candles they've got. I can't afford this many candles. Or that organ. What I do for one pew. <laughs> In my day. <dear. 
Mm-hmm. Right, so we should keep talking and not just watch the movie. Well, nothing is really happening. So this, this is basically well, this is the like build the, up to the last, the last kind of part. Of the everyone's movie, come together now. We've got like everyone's in one room and they're going to have a look at the map and resolve the problem. It's all very nice of them just sitting apart. They're kind of working together, aren't they? Because they, well, they're being forced to. But an ancient weapon from a more civilized time. <laughs> I don't know why that suddenly came to the forefront of my mind. Um, so here's where I said, so here at the wall led into the church, and he's using these fancy 3D glasses to watch um, How to Train Your Dragon, which will show them how to train the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that will be the final quest. Uh, right, just, just right after um, they need to spell Jehovah. <laughs> J. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy like the final quarter of our commentaries when we're both quite tired and drunk. It was the best of times. We just we just we just quoting other movies. That is my that is one of my favourite line readings of Harrison Ford ever. Is when he goes and he Jay goes, Jay, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then there's this great cut to him just hanging from the bottom of yeah, this yeah. Um, his foot. You see his foot go through the thing, and then just him hanging from the bottom of this like impossibly large cavern. Yeah, so they've Latin decided now Jehovah to, desecrate, to desecrate a tomb. Yeah, yeah, look at these boilers. Mm, John Voigt is knows what's going on, doesn't he? John Voigt, again, is being debased in this movie. Like, I feel really bad for him because he gets nothing to do. He has no agency. He's very bumbling, isn't he? Like, the John Voigt Bechtel test in this movie is not good. <laughs> There's no other John Voights for him to talk to. <laughs> no other John Voights. Two John Voights, that's what they need. But there's no, like... I guess yeah, I, what I, it is, is that he's... He's not part he's, of the gang, he's just there. He's the old dad, isn't he? You know, he's the old dad. He doesn't really know what's yeah. coming on and he's quite confused by the whole thing. Whereas they could have made him punchier, like, let's go back to the film we're talking about. We, the film we should have watched, really, which is Indiana Jones and The uh, Last Crusade, where, like, Sean Connery is completely owning that role. He knows what's going on. The character is in charge, you know. There's also that, like, you know, um, Sean Connery is, 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 you know, at least as clever as Harrison Ford. And the, yeah. they have that relationship where you know they're both obsessed with this thing, whereas they never quite get away with that in this. Like and maybe kind of like they could have had a scene the, where they need to go to John Voight for something that only he knows. Yes, exactly. And that's the bit where you could maybe get a little bit of the father son stuff. You know, like in in um, I love the line, "I gave you self reliance." You know, like that 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 bit in is just great. I gave you space. Again, yeah. I apologise. I need to work on my accent. You've lived in Did Scotland I tell for you ten to years. Do your homework it's helps. I brush your teeth. It's uh, funny. A Scottish accent is very distinct from a Sean Connery accent. Oh, God, certainly. Sean Connery's yeah. dead. Uh, Fuck. Oh, yeah, Sean that. Connery's dead. Oh no. I gave you self-reliance. That is a, that is a great, great impression, Sam. It's not bad, isn't it? It's That's, not bad I'm at all. quite happy with that. 
Um, but I you, need to watch you know, that film soon. To go back to I'm this, have to pull uh, it. like you kind of need something for John Voight to do. Um, like as you know, um, Abigail. Oh, here we go! Boom! That was she does not look into that kiss. That is not good acting. She she wasn't she wasn't up for that at all. No, she's, she's like get her, put me down. She's feeling very threatened, a very difficult situation, and he's taking advantage of that. Yeah, um, but no, you do need like everyone else in this movie has some kind of agency and like do you know what I mean? Some drive to get to it, except John Voight, who quite clearly does not want to be involved with the hunt for this treasure, does not no. want to be dragged along, and he's not interested in finding the treasure. And like Sean Connery, yeah. Go on. Um, well, Nick Cage needs to say, it's okay, Dad. It's okay. This is, you know, you're right. You're right. I know I know it cost, I know it cost you and Mum's marriage. You know, I know she got ill and you never really were there for her because you were um, just... Spoiler, she's in the second movie. She is not dead. Oh, I thought she was dead, right? Anyway. <laughs> she is not dead. Well, that, that makes it easier then because... Then you're in like, the next well, movie, know, Sam, um, when, they, when they rob the president, uh, or oh, sorry, kidnap the president... Um, the mother is in it. We should watch that at some point because it's it's like this movie, but if you made it even so much more stupid that it like really stretches the bounds of belief. They kidnap the president. They kidnap the president. Fuck's sake, man! That's mental. Um, who is played by? I can't remember. We'll forget in a minute. Um. But yeah, while this is like quite this this is quite um, restrained compared to the sequel, um, and John Voight does at least get something to do in the sequel because it's more about like Nick Cage isn't the expert on the the thing that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Although I might have only seen that movie the once um, because it's not amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I would well, not be just walking like... along these stairs. By the way, no, fuck no, ridiculous. I was just looking through the um, trivia while these people walk downstairs. There's a, there's a. Let me just read this to you. Ben Gates's name is a pun on the film's old times in modern times theme. Ben Franklin lived during colonial revolutionary times, and Bill Gates lives in the modern day. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> oh, there it goes. There's the guy dead. What a stupid, stupid piece of trivia that is. It is noted. It says three out of twelve found this interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, you really wonder about IMDb sometimes. Like, who's think who's making that connection? Just because he's called Gates doesn't mean that he's named after Bill. It's Gates. like the trivia, Sam. Where um, you know, oh, Sylvester Sylvester Stallone was considered for the role of Little Bo yeah. Peep. You know, it's but on every single film, it's like Sylvester Stallone was considered for this role, and. Or you know, ex actor here, and sometimes it's like, oh yeah, I can see that, and and sometimes you're like, um, I don't think so. I think you're just looking at the year it was made and who was a star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I say I can't remember the exact phrase, but like this is you know director. Uh, I can't remember. No, known for doing this, and it just says music. You know, like Steven Spielberg, known for music. Yeah. It's just like, this doesn't make any sense. I guess it's just like it's it's a similar thing that I guess, Wikipedia actually I think has really stepped its game up in the last ten years um, in terms of like you know yeah, citations you, yeah. and things and the way that they manage it and IMDb is perhaps just still a little bit too crowdsourced, you know. Wow, look at that! That's a that's a lot of trust. Do you know what it is though? And do you know what my head can is? He doesn't care if she dies. 
He genuinely <laughs> thinks <laughs> the Declaration of Independence is more important than this woman's life. And she agrees. The Grail. The Grail. The Grail. I can reach it. I can reach it. <laughs> That was great. What was her name? What's the character's name? Elsa. Elsa, that's it. Elsa, no. Perhaps the sexiest Nazi to ever be portrayed in anything. Mm, probably. She, I would say that she is the most. Yeah. A bit less sexy in that she had sex with Sean Connery, um, and then his son. Question mark. Oh god, the bit when he's when she's whispering in the ear, and Sean Connery says, mm, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> the revulsion of oh, you did my dad. He turns around and looks at. Oh god, I actually, I, I'm actually considering watching that movie tonight, and it's eleven yeah. o'clock in the evening. Well, let's do a double header, Sam. Let's watch another two hour movie after this. Um, so we had the don't, exciting. Don't this scene. Me. This scene goes on a long time. Yeah, although it's um, quite a well constructed action sequence, I think it's hard to talk to action sequences, isn't it? But I think there is. Everything makes sense there. Like everything's moving in the right place. I would say and nowhere. mostly. I was when um, there Nick Cage and um, Diane Kruger are falling off the lift. I do think there's a little bit like um, we talked earlier in films. It's really important to know where your characters are in a scene, even if you're not looking at them. Yeah, um, and they quite often will like they'll plot it out with you know figures or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when she's falling off that thing and Cage is stood there. It's not clear where everyone else is. Like not clear enough as to why none of them can help, but they can all get down to where they are. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it's, I know what you mean. And it's not a major thing by any stretch of the imagination, but it's like a little bit of a, you know, why isn't that better done? Um, I saw a film at the cinema a few years ago when it came out uh, called... Ooh, this is an excellent question. Um, it'll come to me um, and the director was there to talk to and it's um, basically it's a film that's it's centred around a, an arms deal gone wrong in a warehouse um, the same free, guy did free fire. yeah ben, it's Ben Wheatley um, yeah. and I'm sure I've said this on the High Rise podcast in fact but when they were, he was doing the Q&A afterwards because um, he, he's from Obviously, he's British, and one of the actors from the movie was from uh, just outside Leeds, where I watched mm-hmm. it. Uh, so they, they'd both come along as like a, you know, it's local sort of thing. Uh, anyway, and then he was saying that he actually used Minecraft to um, create oh. the warehouse and all like the static pieces of equipment and cars and, and pillars and things. And so then you can like use, plan the cinematography using yeah, Minecraft. Yeah, basically, basically, like by using the camera on Minecraft you know, the lens on Minecraft, so to speak, you can get, like, a decent approximation of, like, what you'd be able to see from where. Yeah. So he used that. He said that, you know, because it was done on a very small budget, he used that to, like, plot out where the characters would be because it's a film that relies on, like, people crawling around a warehouse shooting each other and uncovering things. So it's important that they're in the right places. like it. And this is a good, um, this is a cool, cool scene where... Again, shoot him in the head. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. They're all dead. There you go, move on. <laughs> they're no one's, all dead. He starts No crying. one's ever going to find these people. You know, they're so far below the catacombs of... Although, to be fair, they did leave a corpse on the floor. They broke well, here we go. that crypt thing. Here we go, look. John Voigt gets some stuff to do. 
He's lying though. No, no, but he's being clever. He's he's got yeah. some action here. The lantern is a cue. What does it mean? The lantern's the key. It's the, he says it's to John Revere, and basically he knows that um, Sean Bean isn't isn't American, and therefore he tells him a story that will sound vaguely. Do you know what I mean? It sounds close enough to the truth to be believable. It's very clever, actually. Um, and I am a little bit surprised it's not it's not Gates who tells him it, but I suppose yeah. he wouldn't have believed him. Give something John Voight to do though. The the thing right is that. It's kind of like turning a mirror on all of these coincidental things in the movie, isn't it? It's kind of saying, like, yeah, look, we, it's kind of acknowledging that some of this is a bit silly, mm. and yet they're using it for a good effect, which is to make the make send the bad guys the wrong way. Yeah. I will say, um, I think what I would have liked in this film is, and what would have explained, like, no one getting killed... Um, is if if they went a bit further to like say that Sean Bean and um, Nicholas Cage were like best mates? Yeah, well, like like, um, Goldeneye. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, you kind of need that because then that scene is he's not going to shoot him because he can't bear to shoot him because you know he really cares about him. But yeah, at the same it's all time, very detached, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but the way the for this film sort of says it is, oh, they're all poker. Basically, oh, they 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 had a regular poker game. They're both in, essentially. Yeah. I do feel like um, Sean Bean gave up way too quick. Like if if I'm him, right, and I'm a psychopath, imagine I grab the girl, I put a gun to her. Oh, head I pull say, all these people's fingernails out, Sam, before I go. Yeah, like you tell me where the fuck it is now, or I blow her brains out. I have absolutely no interest. She she has no purpose or use to me, so I will kill her right now unless you. Well, tell what me. you do is you shoot Bartha in the head twice, and then you threaten to shoot somebody else. You shoot the person he cares about least, so he knows you're not joking. Yeah, and then uh, and then you get to right. If you don't tell me, if you don't if we kill the girl, then you kill the you, you say kill the dad. oh tick tock. <laughs> you have else fifteen to seconds. Shot I'm gonna in wait. The head? Or kneecap his dad and watch him bleed out. Like in Last Crusade, again, a much superior version of this film. The penitent man will pass. <laughs> the penitent, the penitent, penitent man will pass. You see, that, that movie succeeds... Why aren't we watching that film? I, I don't know, sake. Sam. It wasn't one of the three suggestions. It was this, <laughs> or Ants, or... Uh, ants. <laughs> or Star Wars. No, it wasn't Ants, it was Bugs Life. Well, whatever, same, difference. same movie. I think we had ants on VHS. I know we do the VHS game all the time, but I think we had ants on VHS. So I've seen ants probably as many times as I've seen Bugs Life. Bugs Life, Bugs even Life though is a great ants is film, a film, by the way, far a inferior film. film. So, look, this is this is a redemption, isn't it? Redemption of the grandfather. Your long, your lifelong obsession. You were right. You've done it. You've actually done it. I tried, but I couldn't. Just tell him you love him, dickhead. Yeah, I know. Fucking all these stories about fathers and sons. Fuck you, Spielberg. <laughs> we nearly did. We're, we've got Catch Me If You Can, haven't we, at some point in the in the future? Yes. And well, that, it came that with, is like Spielberg, it, father and son porn. Is oh, what that that's is. a great movie. But not in that way. I'm really excited to watch that. Just to be clear, we are not watching incest porn. Um <laughs> Uh, the only reason we didn't watch it is because obviously we're all so incredibly cheap and it was on iPlayer 
but it's not anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure it was streaming last year on one of the services. Um, yeah, I think it was on our TV. But... I'm sure it'll come round in rotation again, and we'll definitely. I mean, we'll maybe just have to like you know be a bit more um, proactive about knowing when stuff right. comes on. When it comes on, it's hard to keep track. This is the problem in modern world, isn't it? There's so many different services to pay for. I know that FilmSack have like a list, and they somehow and they can't manually do it. They somehow have like something note or something notifies them or like a, yeah. Or they there have are websites listen, that do. Or it they have you, a listener but... who does it, who mm-hmm. like manually does it and will notify them when something on their list comes streaming for free. Or actually, they have listeners who who will send them four copies. Right, what do we think about this? What do we think about this? Because this, I think, is as fuck the biggest stretch in the movie. So they designed this pipe. They sent it to the fucking South Pole, and then it happens to still and is intact fit in that gap. I think that is (laughs) that's a bridge too far. You you could call it set up and pay off. You know, you could call it great set up and pay off. But I think it's too obvious, isn't it? It's too. No, like, it's too it, I don't moves. think it's great at all, Sam. I think it's um, trite. It's convenient. Like you kind of want them to come in, and there's some clue where they've got to twizzle statues around. If you're going to go video game, go full video like game. Skyrim. Yeah. Um, or you know, puzzles or something. Any like, there's a puzzle or something, and they've got to figure that out, and then they they think it's to get out, and then they're like, "Oh my god, it's a treasure," just like they do here. But for the pipe to come back into it is a bit convenient because yeah. of the high probability that it could have been destroyed or lost. Oh my god, look, there's a nice Templar in there. I love gold. So basically the, tem- the Templars, the four, the four the precursors to the Masons, hoarded all this shit. I don't know, Sam, have you been reasons. to the British Museum? I think we did a better job. <laughs> Not only, not only did we do a better job, we institutionalized it <laughs> and used the used the the mighty the might of the state to do so. And by the way, we used our we use our very nebulous international standing to refuse all requests of repatriation of yeah, Elgin marbles. Go fuck yourself, Elgin. Mar- that is one of the most baffling things that our government perpetuates. Not not only did we not only did we steal your marbles, Greece. We also named them after one of our. Lords, yep, and they built the the new part. I said the new Parthenon um, museum. Uh, they reconstructed the Parthenon. Um, it'd be all the um, frescoes in a museum. Uh, must have been ten years ago or so. And they've specifically left gaps. Wow, they've left gaps for the Elgin marbles, and they have repeatedly asked the British government to return them. Um, so you go there, and there are all these gaps. And like, and it's very clearly like, oh, these are in the British Museum. They won't give them back. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? And this, you know, this is cool. I like this. I like this fire thing. Again, it yeah, totally wouldn't let's work. Let's burn down all this treasure. Fantastic yeah. idea. Great idea. That is a lot of fire, isn't it? You'd feel like, oh god. Yeah. Cool reveal, though. So this is under the. This is in. This is in New York. Right. One of the most heavily excavated cities in the world, yeah. with an extensive subway system. You think nobody would have? I guess the thought that it's so deep. Um... The, the the subway goes really deep in oh, places. Yeah, yeah. 
Like because of because of the way you know you've got well, like, there's subways, there's water pipes, um, there's tunnels, um, and then they obviously have access to all of these things. So there's other tunnels providing access to those tunnels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is funny. I do. Um... See, it's lines like that, isn't it? It's lines like that. Some, that you, just, do you know what? There's, there's just enough of that kind of brevity for it to still be funny. Look, it's dokes. It's really young. I think, so, I think you meant levity. Um, what did I say? Yeah. Uh, yeah I say? No, you're right, though. You're right. There is that that type of, like, just let's just get this line. Let's get in the cage to do his thing. Well, he has a, he has a couple of lines. Uh, like, uh, you know, there's um, a few other quippy ones, like the woman behind the butcher's counter. You know, she has like a funny line, and if this movie was full of stuff like that, you'd be a bit like you. That line at the end, you'd be like, "Can we stop, please?" Mm-hmm. But there's mm-hmm. just enough of it. What is Kaitel doing in this movie? I know we said this last time as well. Like, it's very confusing. <laughs> it's really, really confusing. Too because... for any man to have the music in this. Obviously, I'm not listening to, but like, there's a swell going on now, isn't there? Like a, is there? Am I imagining that? There's nothing now. Oh. But it's starting, actually. Yeah, it's starting to come up. There you go. When he's divided, remove the Cairo Museum. Or put it on the museum, and then you just put an emoji in the... Uh, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. Um, or you put it all in your museum. You say, look at all these things that we've got. And then when all the countries say... That's mine. Can I have it back? You say no. <laughs> if the British Empire can do it, fucking hell. I mean, obviously, there's like worse things going on in the world than us stealing marble sculptures from Greece and not giving them back. No, but it's pretty bad. Isn't That's it? a bit playground shit. Bad. But again, it's also playground shit. <laughs> what it what it represents as well. Yeah, someone's got to go to prison then. Someone's got to go to prison. Like, this is a baffling thing. Like, you're telling me the FBI is like, right, however, what if I give you another criminal? Well, then, fine, great, yeah. but... Freeze, 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 FBI, freeze, freeze, freeze. And the line, Sean Bean. And your remaining goons. <laughs> lost one. Probably can't even claim on his insurance. Should have called direct line. <laughs> it really has diminished. Sean Bean know, uh, did a series of O2 adverts back in the day, didn't he? No, he still does it. He still does the voiceover for it. Look at this, they're holding hands. Look how loose everyone's jeans are. Fashion was weird in 2004. And look at the velvet jacket. I don't know, man. I think he's carrying that jacket off superbly. That Sean William Scott is wearing. <laughs> Sean William Scott is wearing. That's such a weird thing to compare him to. I'm sure there's a better yeah. one than Sean William Scott. He's just Scott. got that bro look to him. You know, he's got like, the hair and the jacket. He's like a bro look. He's Sean William Scott. Does he play the main guy in um, The I Hangover? Know. I, don't know. I don't know even know his name. Not... Who do you care? Good... you got the girl. It's true. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm happy to be 
I'm happy to be objectified. Property. Yeah. She doesn't get any money, Sam. She gets to lose her job because she gets to lose her job, and then she gets to be Nick Cage's girlfriend. Then you get to get to slash contractually have to s Nick Cage's d. Mm-hmm. What a bleak timeline for Diane Gruber. It's not good, is it? <laughs> right. Gears grinding. Is that the last? Is that the last? Is it? No. Oh, we have the weird like um, sex garden thing here, don't we? I'm sorry. <laughs> what? She's like, it's a map. Where does it lead to? So number one, oh, it's a map of a vagina because you're obviously not doing it right, Nick Cage. Or like it's a, you know, it's a map to the garden or something. It's like a sex illusion at the end of it. It's like, oh, we're gonna bang now, and he's like, <gasps> great. I'm so happy about that. Cool. Well, obviously, I missed that watching it as a a younger person. Whew. There we go. There we go. Another one on the books, and we talked about this movie for about ooh, six minutes. <laughs> um, I, do, I do question the value of us um, of, of anyone listening to this. However, that's not something we should do. We should not insult our <laughs> listeners. So, if you're listening up to this point, congratulations, you get to listen to us. Um, try and figure out a way of getting out of this podcast for the next couple of minutes. Absolutely, and what we'll probably do, um, Caleb Deschanel is that one of the one of the Deschanel acting family? Right, you you keep talking, and I'll I'll find out. Um, sorry, uh, yeah. What we'll continue to do is just do a commentary whenever we feel like. Probably we might even do this again when we forget we've done it a second time. Um, <laughs> as again, we've done this before. <laughs> yeah. So, Caleb Deschanel was married to Mary Jo Deschanel since 1972, with whom he has two daughters, Emily and Zoe. There we go. Zoe. Zoe is. Wow. You know, he really does look like a lot, a lot like... He's got the same eyes. Yeah, they're a very... Um, they're a very family family. I didn't know that. You know you know what? Fucking Hollywood. Like, everything is nepotism, isn't it? Oh, yeah, man. Do you know what the tragedy is, though? Like... I come from such a boring peasanty fam- family. No one's ever been successful. I can, there's no one for me to sponge off. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is the way of the world. It's isn't a real it? tragedy. Um, you better bet get successful, Sam, so that you can um, give your son an unfair advantage over other, other kids. Mm-hmm. Intergenerational wealth, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're just meandering through the credits here. Um, Shall guess... we go and watch? Um, let's talk about watching. Last Crusade. We definitely should. However, I feel like we should maybe just say once again, this is quite a fun movie. It's on Disney Plus. You can't go wrong, can you? I if think you want to like it... get a little bit drunk. Yeah, and not have it's... to follow along particularly well. It's it's a well made movie, and I think that you you kind of like you can appreciate it for what it is as long as you don't overthink it. That's the kind of my view. And Nick Cage doing his thing, that's always good. Oh yeah, man. That's what you want. Right, thanks Dave. Uh, we will see you next time, listeners, and um, I hope we hope to be back with a, a kind of full a full movie uh, soon. But until then, we hope you have a lovely rest of your evening slash morning. And we'll see you <laughs> next time. Absolutely. See you all later. Stop it.